the town of Philippi to where Paul is writing is the first Christian community in Europe. It's just in northern Greece, uh, a church that Paul founded in a second missionary journey. Uh, it's named after Alexander the Great's dad, Philip. So it's, it's a prominent city. It's a historic city. It's a diverse city. You know, it's near the port. It's all sorts of things going on. It's a melting pot. You know, so you have Romans and you have Greeks and you have Jews and you have all sorts of other people. And now many of them have become Christians from all sorts of different places, right? And so you can imagine that there's just a, a lot going on there. Now, you can always tell what Paul is getting at and what's happening in the town Paul's writing to by what he's encouraging them to do, right? Because he's not telling them to do stuff that they're already doing. He's telling them to do stuff that they're not doing and he wants them to do. So sometimes we can, we can hear this and this is one of, I mean, just a, a beautiful passage from the letter to the Philippians. You're like, oh, that's a, so, so beautiful and well-written and kind of poetic and we can kind of miss that he's actually kind of being a little bit harsh with them. It's not like things are just going really well in Philippi and he's just patting them on the back. He's actually kind of giving them a little bit of a tongue lashing. So listen, listen again closely to what Paul is getting at. So he starts off here. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any solace in love, if there's any participation in the spirit, do you hear what he's saying? It's like another translation is like, for the sake of love, for the sake of encouragement, for the sake of compassion. He's saying, for God's sake, just listen to me. If, the, if I had one thing to tell you, this is it. If, if you were gonna hold on to one thing, ignore everything else, this is it. Complete my joy by being of the same mind and the same heart, united in love, united in, in thought i.e., you're not doing that. You're being divisive. You're, you're going back to your, to your old allegiances and we're Greeks and we're Romans and we're Jews and you're finding ways to be divided and that's not okay. Because what we exist for as a church is to proclaim God's love, to proclaim the love of Christ. In fact, Paul, right before this, he's kind of like letting them know how he's doing. He's saying, I'm in prison right now, and I don't mind that because the gospel of Christ is still being proclaimed, even though I'm in prison. And maybe even because he was in prison, because he's, he's spreading the gospel all through the praetorium, all through the guards. They're seeing this guy who's like, not like other criminals. Like, wow, there's something about this guy. And that's the reason why the church of Christ exists to spread the love of Jesus and the power of his resurrection. And what did, what did Jesus say to his disciples at the Last Supper? You, they're gonna know you're my followers, they're gonna know your disciples by the way you love one another. And so what Paul is saying, that we're failing at the one mission that we've been given because we're not doing a good job at loving one another. We're not united in the heart and the mind of the Savior. And we're, we're, we're going into our own, kind of, our own kind of notions and divisions and ideas and preferences. Continues, do nothing out of selfishness or vainglory, i.e., you're being selfish and vainglorious. But rather, I'm going to tell you what to do that you're not doing. 
humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. Each looking out not for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. He'll, he'll continue on and he'll, he'll say, everything you do, do it without complaining, without grumbling, so that you may be uh, th this, this shining example in the midst of a depraved and twisted generation. Say, that's what, that's what we should expect the outsiders to do, to grumble, to complain, to be divided but not so for you. And that will be the very witness that we're living something that's totally different than the way that everybody else is living. That will be one of the things that will, will point people to, to this community as Christians say, what is it about them that they come from all sorts of different backgrounds, Romans and Greeks and Persians and Medes and Jews, and yet, there's this unity here that defies explanation. That's what we're called to, and that's how the gospel is spread. It's never spread through pursuit of our own interests and pursuit of our own ideas and ideals. As I was praying over this, uh, this reading in context of this weekend, which is, uh, you know, the, we have the financial report and the bulletin. If you want to look at the annual report, it's there. It's kind of like state of the, state of the parish address. And I'm looking at like, oh, what, do, what, what do I want to, you know, this is Paul's letter to the Philippians. Hey, this is, this is your state of the parish address, Philippians. Like, well, what do I want to say to, to my parish here? You know, I would have loved to be able to say, hey, you know, St. Maximilian Colbyites, we raised the roof, you know, we built the, you know, a new roof, we paid for it, and, but we haven't, we're half paid for and we're half built, you know, so we don't. But even if that were the case, even if I were able to say that, is that really the, the thing that would like make us who we are? Like, yeah, good job. I mean, I don't see Paul actually talking about money or finances all that often and saying like, yeah, that's, that's, a real, that's a real indicator that you have the faith that you, you built stuff and you did good, good work raising to fundraising. Well, that's not it. I mean, that's good. And I do want to, you know, put the rest of the roof on before, you know, it rains another five inches. But that's, that's not the, the most important thing. Uh, I was told several, I ran into several people recently in different parishes and they said, wow, there's so many things going on at your parish. Seems like there's nothing going on at our parishes. And like, oh, that's good. You know, I want, I want activity. I want things going on at our parish. But that's, that's, not, the, that's not the indicator of like a faith-filled, love full of community. It might be that we're like stretching ourselves way too thin. It might be that we're we're just busybodies and we're not actually doing anything very well at all. So yeah, I want I want activity, but that might not be that might not be that we're doing it doing it well. Uh, so what are the what are the things that say? Hey, there's there's faith here. There's love here. There's unity here. Um, I mean, we, we had more conversions this last year than this, this past year than the year before. Uh, we've had more baptisms this year than, than the year before. I, I, I continue to notice more and more people coming to confession. I notice more and more younger voices that I hear, you know, teenagers going to confession. I think those are great signs. I see more and more people who come up for a blessing and, and re refrain from communion until they're, until they're uh, properly disposed and ready. I think all those things are great, great signs of, of faith and um, those, are, those are the good things. Um, and I say, well, where, where is the we need to grow? What's, what's the thing that we need to, to do? And as I'm reading this passage, 
I'm, I'm cut to the heart as well as anybody and say, yeah, that's, that's where we need to grow too. That's where we, just like the early Christian communities and probably just like most Christian communities today, have that tendency to faction off and get into our, our, our cliques and clubs and find ways to be divided rather than ways to be united. And we can do that in any number of different ways, can't we? We can, we can do it in, uh, you know, like mass times. Like, well, I'm a, I'm a 10 o'clocker and, you know, those 8 o'clockers. Or, you know, we, we can do it in, well, I grew up in Delano and they only moved here 25 years ago. You know, we can do it in, you know, generational sorts of, of gaps, you know. It's like, well, those old people, they just don't understand, you know, they just don't understand the modern world. And, you know, we, we just find different ways to, to remain in our own, uh, our own attitude, our own preference, our own ideals without trying to in investigate or to cross the aisle, so to speak, to find out what's going on in somebody else's heart, somebody else's mind. It's, it's difficult to, um, to have a division with somebody or to disdain somebody who we've actually gotten to know. It's, it's difficult to have a, pro uh, to, to, like, you have a difficulty with a, a prospect or a proposition if I just remain in my ignorance and don't even investigate it. I was talking to a young man recently and he was, he was struggling with, with something and I was like, well, have you ever, you know, read up on that to like find the other side of the story to see where that, to look at the, the history of that? And he goes, well, no. I was like, okay, so you just want to remain in your ignorance and, and be mad about the situation. And I think that's, that's the tendency that we can sometimes have. You know, it's easy to judge somebody that I don't know, say, oh, those people, they don't, they don't know how to handle their money or their finance or their kids or their whatever. It's like, well, how about you invite them over to brunch and get to know them and see if you can still hold that opinion afterwards. You know, I think this, this is type of like going in, going in and connecting rather than going out and dividing. So I think St. Paul's words are just as appropriate for us as they, they were for the Philippians and, and probably most pastors could stand up and say a similar thing to their, their parishioners. Because just like them, we come from all sorts of different backgrounds and different places and we're all at a different place in our faith. We're all at, at different places. You know, imagine, imagine the, this, is, this is one of the big contentions in early churches, in the early church, was the Jews who knew the history and they knew the the the, the, the the Old Testament, and then the new Christians who had no idea. They just knew that Jesus died for them. And that was always one of these main divisions. It's this, it's this difference of faith. My faith is young, your faith is old. What, is, what, is, what are we told elsewhere in the scripture? Those of us who, are, who have more faith, we gotta be patient with those whose faith is weaker. Uh, and we gotta, we gotta reach out to them and help them along. So let's, let's make that our, our aim, our goal. I think there's lovely, wonderful things going on at St. Maximilian Colby, and I do want to finish the roof, and, uh, but, but we're not going to do anything worthwhile. We're not going to do what we're commissioned to do, which is the same thing that the Philippians were commissioned to do, the same thing that Paul was commissioned to do, which is to preach the gospel, to make Jesus' name known and loved and the power of his resurrection so that the whole world, starting here in Delano, can see, wow, there's, there's something different about those people over there. 
So let's, let's just close with this, this final little hymn that, Je- that Paul speaks uh, to the Philippians and just embody this as our own prayer as he says, have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, and coming in human likeness, and found in human appearance, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend of those in heaven and those on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess to Jesus Christ as Lord, to the glory of God the Father. May it be so in us.